All right, if Ron DeSantis wants to get into this election, he's got till August. That's what the uh, that's what the Republican National Committee's telling him. What's up? This is the Mark K Saves the Republic podcast, and we appreciate you being here. Um, before we get begin, before we get into the meat of it, I want to remind you to please get your top secret document notepads. These are the Joe Biden top secret documents that we have converted into handy dandy notepads. Everybody always needs scrap paper. Everyone's always got to jot something down. If you're running to a meeting or if you're on the phone and you got to, you know, maybe you're watching a Zoom call and you want to take some notes, uh, this is a great way to do it. It's a way to troll the president, show your conservative values, and also take notes. Um, We made these, uh, you know, right when uh, Joe Biden found or right when Joe Biden admitted he had top secret documents in his garage right next to his Corvette. We uh, we basically we jumped on it and we decided to create these top secret document notepads that say top secret and classified right across the top. President Joe Biden's garage. They've got the watermark of Joe and his Corvette redacted material here at the bottom because all top secret documents need redactions. 50 sheets of paper, the hard cardboard back. These are amazing. And like I said, they're flying off the shelves. Go to top secret notepad dot com. Top secret notepad dot com. Or if you're watching on social media, you know what you should do? Bada bing, bada, bada boom. You should, uh, you should just go to the link in our bio. Tap the link in our bio and you can get as many as you want. Uh, one, three, six, ten. There's just so many great, uh, there's just so many great options for you and share them with your friends. That's what I do. Um, all right, while you're ordering your, your notepads, let's get into what's going on. There's a couple of big things happening today. First of all, it is the one year anniversary of the attack on Ukraine by Russia. It's been one year since this thing's been going on. One year of us uh, watching the, the, the battle and the warfare one year since all of the, um, you know, fighting began one year of Vladimir Zelensky going from president at the heart of an, of a phone call that led to a bogus impeachment to international war hero and superstar celebrity. I mean, this guy in the last year, not only has been fighting a war and leading a country, but at the same time has appeared, what at the Grammys at the Oscars at the golden globes, uh, he was in Vogue magazine. He's everywhere, this guy. And today he's, uh, he's you know, honoring or marking the, I don't think celebrating. I don't think you want to celebrate the one-year anniversary of a war. Uh, but he's honoring the occasion. Joe Biden went to go visit him. We talked about that ad nauseum, how they were walking around with the fake air raid sirens going on. But, uh, but anyway, so Vladimir Zelensky today is, is celebrating the troops and celebrating his country and saying, thank you for fighting. The fighting is not over. The battle rages on. Russia is still showing aggression. And until... Russia stops the aggression. We're going to keep fighting. And Joe Biden keeps writing checks and sending them over there. Billions and billions of dollars already spent. 50 billion to boot. Um, and it uh, looks like there's going to be more on the way. Now, it's interesting because here's the deal. When you look at Ukraine, when you look at this war, when you look at the fatigue that's starting to set in, it's, it's really interesting because we're heading into an election cycle. Uh, the election next year If this war continues, which I believe it will, because Joe Biden believes a long war is a winning issue. See, Joe Biden's very old school. The old school Washington guys were like, all right, listen, if we have a war, if we fund the war and it goes on for a long time, then we don't, you know, people don't like to change leadership in the middle of a conflict. If there's a war going on, you don't want to be changing leaders. You don't want to be changing direction. What you want to do is you want to keep everything status quo. If I was the president when this war started, Dadgummit, I should be the president through the entire war. I should be the president. I'm, I know this war better than anyone. I know Zelensky. I've been over there. That's going to be the argument that Joe Biden makes if he runs for president. Um, and so a long, lengthy war benefits Joe Biden. A long, length, lengthy war also benefits 
Vladimir Putin, because Vladimir Putin knows that people get tired of long, lengthy wars. Vladimir Putin knows that, hey, you know what? If we keep this, this thing dragging on, eventually people in the United States of America are going to stop uh, sending money. They're going to tell their Congress people, stop sending money. They're going to tell their president, stop sending money. They're going to tell everybody, look, we got problems here, which we do. Why are we, why are we involved in what seems like another endless war in Ukraine? And so Vladimir Putin is having a blast with this war, no pun intended, because he knows that it is going to end up in his favor as time goes on. Joe Biden having a blast with this war, no pun intended, because he knows if this becomes an election issue, he can argue that he's got the, he's been there since day one and he's got a plan and we've got to see this through and he knows Vladimir Zelensky and yada, 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 yada. The people that it doesn't benefit are all the rest of us. The people in Ukraine are suffering because of this war. The people in Russia are suffering because of this war. The people in the United States of America are suffering because of this war. Because war never really benefits anybody other than the politicians. War, in this particular instance, is a political issue for the Biden administration, for Vladimir Putin, and for, uh, for Vladimir Zelensky. It has no benefit to anyone else in the entire world. Do you and me doing our jobs doesn't really, doesn't really help us. War schmore. Um, we just get sick and tired of our money being spent somewhere else. In fact, there's about 20 Congress people <coughs> who are pushing a resolution about the fatigue, about the uh, Ukrainian war fatigue and trying to get the, the, the unbridled spending stopped because this money goes out and the money does not come back. The money goes out and nobody knows where it's going. They're just, you know, Joe Biden is like a, uh, he's like a, he's like a drunken I know he's right, like a drunken pervert in a strip bar with a stack of hundos and he's just going like this and the money's falling and he doesn't know who's getting it. He doesn't know whose G string that thing it's ending up in. He doesn't know, you know, which stripper is going home with the most. Is it the girl giving him the lap dance? Is it the one riding the pole? He has no idea. He's just tossing the money up and, uh, and hoping it lands in a place that does the most good. So on this one year anniversary of the war in Ukraine, just understand that the longer this war goes on, the worse off it is for anybody. Uh, the best way to end a war is quickly. Quick wars are great. Quick, I mean, there are no wars great, but quick wars are better than long wars. Um, Joe Biden, again, he needs a positive issue. He needs an issue that makes him look strong because every other issue looks weak. That's why he's hoping to drag this one out into the presidential election. Now, speaking of the presidential election, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, has announced they will be holding their very first debate. They're going to be holding their first debate in August, in August in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, interesting choice because it also happens to be the site of the Republican National Convention in, in 2024. Uh, Milwaukee is where they're going to crown the king or queen of the Republican Party. It's where they're going to crown the person, the victor of the primary, the person that's going to be going up against Joe Biden or whomever the Democrats decide to run against the Republican challenger. And, uh, and they're also going to be the home of the first debate. This first debate is telling because it now puts a timeline on candidates who want to jump in. So far, we got Donald Trump. We've got Nikki Haley. We've got Vivek Rajaswamy. I think I said that right. Uh, and we, that's it. Maybe Kanye West, but we're not really sure. Also, I don't think he's running as a Republican. Uh, that's it. We've got the three candidates. Any other candidate who wants to jump in has got between now and August to jump in because that's when the first debate is going to be held. And a lot of people are looking at, you know, Tim Scott and Rick Scott and Mike Pompeo and God knows who else is going to come out of the woodwork. Also, you've got uh, our buddy here in Florida, Ron DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis 
If Ron DeSantis is going to be running for president, a lot of folks are thinking he needs to jump in before this August debate. If Ron DeSantis is running for president, that means he's got to jump in sometime over the summer, start planning, start plotting, and that way he'll be part of the first debate in August. Now, that is kind of a fallacy because you don't actually have to debate to be the next president of the United States. You don't have to debate to be the the primary winner. In fact, Herschel Walker in Florida didn't go to any debates and he won the primary. Um, You know, there's a lot of instances now. Look at what happened in Arizona. Uh, You know, what's her name? Refused to go on a debate stage with Carrie Lake and she won the governorship. So, you know, and for those of you listening to the podcast, I put air quotes around around the word one. Um, And so you don't need the debate is not a necessary step in moving forward with the primary. It's just something that the RNC likes to have so that they can pretend that they're doing something to help their candidates uh, move forward in the process. Also, the interesting thing is they're trying to get all the candidates who are debating to sign a loyalty pledge, which to me, that's I'll be on a loyalty pledge sounds to me like some that's like some communist BS right there. I don't know what organization forces you to pledge your loyalty to them other than, you know, communist dictatorships and sororities. Or, I mean, those are the only instances I've ever heard of uh, signing a loyalty pledge. If you want to be involved in our debate, if you want to be part of our little committee, if you want to be a Republican uh, considered for the, uh, the ballot, you've got to send a loyal, uh, sign this loyalty pledge that basically states you will support the eventual nominee if you want to be part of these debates. This is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. It's kind of moronic. As I said before, it's very communist. And it's something that's going to, I would, I would gather, push, it's going to hurt the RNC more than it's going to hurt the candidates. In fact, it could help the candidates. If you're running for any office, like, here's the thing. If you're running as president of the United States, okay, this is, think about this for a minute. A lot of people don't ever sit back and think about what you're saying. If you're running for president of the United States, if you declare, if you're Nikki Haley, if you're Donald Trump, if you're Vivek Rashashwamy, if you're one of these people and you say, I'm running for president, what you're saying is, of the 330 million people in this country, nobody, nobody is better to run this country than I am. Nobody, not one person can run this country as, as good as I am. I am the best person for the job. You have to have that mindset going in or you're never gonna win. You have to go, look, it's, it's me or somebody lesser. Anyone other than me is gonna screw it up. It's gonna screw up your life. It's gonna screw up your finances. It's gonna screw up your kid's future. This country is gonna go down the tubes. I'm the one with the answers. I'm the one with the skill set and the creativity. I know what's what. I've got the, I've got the political experience and know-how to get the job done. You've gotta have that mentality or you're gonna lose. You can't say, I'm going to run. I'm the best person for the job. But if you think it's one of these other people, then they have my full support. They don't. If they had your full support, you wouldn't be running. You'd be supporting them. So it's a ridiculous thing that the RNC is doing, and I don't approve of it at all. Uh, I, I never understood. I never understood why. Look, if Donald Trump gets up on a stage and says, Nikki Haley is an opportunist. Nikki Haley is weak. Nikki Haley doesn't have the experience. Nikki Haley rode my coattails. If he gets up on stage and says, Vivek Ravshashwami's too young, or he's, uh, you know, he's in bed with George Soros or whatever else. If any of those things happen, you can't then turn around and say, hey, everything I just said about these people, forget I said it. They're great. And they're going to make a great president. 
it's got, you know, you have to be cutthroat. You have to have this all or one mentality or one, uh, you know, all me or nothing mentality or else you're not going to win. Uh, but the RNC, I mean, I, and I don't really understand the thought process behind it. I guess they're, I mean, I do, I do. They're concerned that Donald Trump is going to ruin the viable candidacy of anyone who's not Donald Trump, which look, let's be honest, he's going to do uh, because Donald Trump wants to be the candidate. And I think the RNC knows that at this point in time, he is the front runner. He's clearly more popular than Nikki Haley. He's more popular than Vivek. And uh, the only person that could even remotely challenge his popularity is Ron DeSantis. But again, Ron DeSantis is not running. Uh, Ron DeSantis has till August if he wants to be part of the first debate. But really, this election doesn't start till next year. I mean, you can, you can jump into the primary election at any time. You can say, I'm going to run for president the day before the first primary. I don't think you'll be on the ballot. It's probably not a smart idea, but you've got, you know, you've got until next year. The first primary is what, in March of next year? It's got a full 365 days. This August deadline with this Milwaukee debate is arbitrary. And uh, what the RNC needs to realize is that in the end, it's always the candidates who call the shots. And in this particular instance, it's really only one candidate who calls the shots. Because if you're having a debate, a televised debate, and you want people to watch, you want people to pay attention, you want people to be there, you want people to listen and tune in. If that's the case, you've got one person that you need to make sure is there. And that one person is Donald Trump. Nobody's going to tune into a debate if Donald Trump's podium is empty. No one's going to tune into a debate if Donald Trump says, I don't like the rules, I'm not coming. Nobody's going to tune into a debate where everybody signed a loyalty pledge except Donald Trump so he's at Mar-a-Lago or he's holding a rally or he's doing something else. Donald Trump doesn't need the RNC. It's the other way around. Uh, and this loyalty pledge is really, really kind of baffling. I don't know that anyone's going to sign it. I know I wouldn't. Um, and if Ron DeSantis does jump in during the summer, that's going to be interesting because, well, he just won re-election here in Florida and we're all expecting him to serve at least, I mean, at least what? What do we elect him for? Four more years? Four more. I remember being at the rally. Four more years. Four more years. I remember hearing the chants. Not, you know, not, not, let's see, it was, uh, it was uh, November, not um, nine more months, nine more months. No, it was four more years. Um, that's what we expect from the best governor who ever served in any office anywhere. All right, listen, I got to wrap this thing up. I got to get ready for the show today, the big Friday show, which happens at noon Eastern, 11 Central. And we're going to do a lot of fun stuff. We're going to have a lot of more information about all these topics and more. If you'd like to join us, please do. Um, we, we would appreciate it. Don't forget today's the day it's payday folks. So I know you got the moolah and you can support the show and get these fantastic conservative top secret document notepads. These things are popping up all over the place. Uh, get yours today. They're ready to ship. They're in the warehouse, ready to go, go to topsecretnotepad.com. That's topsecretnotepad.com. If you're on Instagram, if you're on TikTok, if you're anywhere else, tap the link in my bio and it'll take you right there. And you can grab your notepads. You can grab, we'll send them to you. You can give them to your friends, your family, uh, whoever you want. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, wherever, do me a favor and subscribe too. Because, you know, we'll, we, we, send out, we send out text updates and emails. We try to let you know about it. But if you're subscribed, it's so much better for you. Because if you're subscribed, you automatically get these updates. Spotify will let you know, hey, there's a new podcast. Or iTunes will let you know, the Mark K Saves the Republic podcast is live. Go get it. And, um, and then you can also comment and leave us a review if you like, only if you have time. I don't want to, I don't want to bug. I know you're busy. I know you're busy just like us. You're busy waking up. You're busy going, Hey, listen, we need 
to fight together. We need to stay informed. We need to stay energized. We need to stay invigorated and passionate because our country is at stake. We've got to know who our enemies are, and they are many, and they're not just foreign, they're also domestic. Um, And if you subscribe to the podcast, we can all do that together every single day. We can wake up, we can live together, learn together, fight together, and eventually save the republic.